It was an off day for the Chicago White Sox as they picked up another DFA'd pitcher. Should Kansas City Royals catcher Salvador Perez be the next backstop for the White Sox? And let's check in on how the change of culture is going for the Sox. Hey, it's Elvis night, so you know Elvis Andrews will be at second base. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast uh, just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox will take on the Milwaukee Brewers on Friday. Michael Kopech is going to be on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. State of the Sox, uh, 47 and 69, 22 games under 500, but just 12 and a half games back uh, in the AL Central as I record. Uh, White Sox had an off day on Thursday, and they needed it. Uh, what a week it has been. Uh, thinking back to uh, Michael Kopech's last start, which was, of course, fight night in Cleveland. Everything that has happened uh, between the stuff, the, the comments that Rick Hahn has made, of course, the fallout from the fight, uh, Kenyon Middleton, uh, man, the drama. Uh, it has been uh, a wild week in the Sox. Uh, we're able to, uh, you know, take a series from the Yankees, which is always good. Uh, and they welcome uh, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, here to the south side. Uh, so the Sox, you know, they've been gobbling up uh, discarded pitchers, if you haven't noticed lately. Uh, you know, a few teams have uh, been making some roster moves. They've DFA'd a few pitchers and the Sox have uh, gobbled them up. You know, they've uh, purchased some uh, from, I believe, the Los Angeles Dodgers for international money, trying to get a bunch of different arms. I'm wondering if it's because they feel like, look, uh, the offseason isn't going to be very fruitful for a variety of reasons, and we just would like to get as many arms as possible to see what we can do with them uh, come spring training. I don't know, but uh, just on Thursday, uh, there was another one, a right-hand pitcher, uh, D.V. Garcia claimed off waivers from the Yankees. Uh, Right-handed uh, pitcher Liam Hendricks was transferred to the 60-day IL. Uh, Garcia, who was designated on Monday, went 3-4 and four with a 4.84 ERA over parts of three seasons uh, with New York. Uh, to make room on the roster for Garcia, Hendricks was transferred to the 60-day IL uh, Garcia, uh, 24 years old, spent most of the 2023 season at Triple A. 
uh, going three and two with a 5.67 ERA. So this was, according to MLB trade rumors, Steve Adams, Garcia was considered uh, one of the sport's top pitching prospects not long ago, uh, ranking on most top 100 lists prior to both the 2020 and 2021 seasons. Uh, the right-hander blitzed through the lower minors after signing an amateur out of the uh, Dominican Republic, reaching the double-A level as a 19-year-old back in 2018. He had success in both high-A and double-A the following year before being hit hard in triple-A, but struggling at the minors' top level as a 20-year-old facing vastly older competition hardly stood out as any kind of red flag. Uh, there were always some concerns about the manner in which Garcia would be able to handle a starter's workload uh, listed at 5'9 and 165 pounds. He's considerably slighter in frame than the overwhelming uh, majority of big league starters. Garcia indeed has spent time on the injured list in each of the past three seasons. And his fastball velocity has fluctuated accordingly. Uh, he averaged 95.1 miles per hour this year in a pair of relief outings, a notable bump from the 92.1 miles per hour he averaged as a starter in the majors from 2020 to 2021. Uh, whether the White Sox plan to use Garcia as a starter or reliever isn't clear at this point, uh, but he spent the bulk of the 23 season coming out of the Scranton bullpen uh, for a Chicago team that's already waved the white flag on the 2023 season, there's plenty of uh, sense in scooping up a former top prospect and seeing if a change of scenery can do him any good. Uh, Garcia is in his final minor league option year, meaning he can be sent to AAA for the remainder of the current season without needing to go through waivers. However, he'll be out of options next spring, so the White Sox will need to either keep him on the opening day roster or DFA him themselves uh, if he's able to stick on the 40-man roster that long. Wave the white flag. What are you talking about, Steve Adams? Don't tell that to Pedro Grifol. Wins shall not be compromised for developmental purposes. Every win counts from here on out. As I said, we're only 12 and a half games back in the AL Central, Steve. Uh, how about that trade that did not happen? You might have heard about this. It kind of started to bubble up a few days ago. Uh, this was from Fan Sided. Uh, MLB rumors potential White Sox Royals trade discussed uh, before the deadline included eight-time All-Star. Uh, before the trade deadline, the White Sox were one of the biggest sellers on the market. They ended up testing the market for nearly every player on their roster, including dealing a plethora of players. But what most people don't know is that they were sneakily looking into a trade for the Royals' eight-time All-Star, Salvador Perez. Uh, Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported in his notebook that this trade was discussed but inevitably, it fell through when the White Sox were unwilling to part with some of the prospects that Kansas City was asking for. But with the trade deadline in the rearview mirror now, that leaves everybody to wonder about the White Sox's intentions with this deal. If they are looking to obtain Perez, a 33-year-old catcher with some left in the tank, that means they're probably looking to win in the next year or two, right? 
Maybe this deal was the salary dump of Yasmani Grandal that they were looking for. In all reality, we'll never know the true details and reasoning behind this almost blockbuster deal, uh, but it absolutely brings into question the direction of the White Sox, especially after a fire sale of MLB talent in July. I love that write-up. Uh, everybody's questioning uh, what the White Sox are doing, if that was uh, rumored to be true. I, I believe Salvi is signed through the 2025 season and a 2026 option. So the White Sox going to trade for Salvador Perez maybe this offseason with Yasmani Grandal as good as gone and uh, you know, not much after that. Uh, I don't know if Sebi Zavala is your answer long term. I hope not. Uh, Carlos Perez, you know, he might have some promise, but that's a very small sample size. Uh, they loaded up on some young prospects, of course, during uh, this fire sale. I don't know if they're necessarily going to be ready for any full time roles. Uh, I obviously will see what happens with spring training. Uh, I, I do think the Sox need a, a solid option. I just don't know if it is Salvador Perez, but it makes a ton of sense. Uh, you know, Pedro Grifol uh, is a big Salvador Perez guy, and Salvi Perez is a big Pedro Grifol guy. Uh, way back when, uh, when Pedro Grifol was hired, there were so many articles out there uh, with Salvi Perez uh, giving his stamp of approval uh, the close relationship that Grafol and Perez have as Grafol worked with the catchers and uh, Perez is a good one. Uh, he has eaten the Sox lunch time and time again. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is Pedro trying to say, look, we got a culture problem. I thought differently of some of these uh, players. Uh, they proved me wrong. Maybe some proved him right. Uh, you know, we we cut the fat, so to speak, at the trade deadline. That's what it sounds like if you read between the lines from what Han and Grafol have alluded to uh, with the conversation surrounding culture. Uh, they seem to have been addressing the problem. Now, Grafol might say, look, I need guys that I can trust. I need guys uh, that are my guys. You know, I inherited a roster that was pretty much, you know, these were other guys. And I think Pedro had his say in, in a few guys, uh, Hanser Alberto. Uh, and I think the, the guy we're going to talk about in a little bit here, Andrew uh, Benatendi. Uh, but Salvi is absolutely a Grafol guy. So that is something to watch for. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I, absolutely not. If, if Han and the White Sox really do believe that they're going to compete in 2024, maybe they go after Perez. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they made some sort of good faith to, uh, you know, the fan base or, or, or to Grafol of, look, this was a really tough year. We want to help you out. We're going to try to somehow set you up for success. You want Salvador Perez? We're going to go get him for you. Uh, a guy that I, I believe Pedro most definitely wanted on the White Sox, Andrew Benatendi, uh, opened up about the culture change with the Southsiders. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Uh, Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. 
Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world uh, while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Uh, use promo code Locked On, and Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On upon sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Swing for the fences with promo code Locked On and sign up to get that deposit match up to $100. Our White Sox face off against the Brewers on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, Search White Sox. Uh, Speaking of organic, uh, the culture change and how it has to happen organically. That was an article uh, by Daryl Van Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times recently. Culture change has to happen organically, White Sox Andrew Benatendi says. Sox happy to go to war together in final 47 games of lost season. It's easy to lay down and chase personal things, but that makes coming to the field every day not fun, uh, said Andrew Benatendi, who signed that five-year contract last offseason, believing postseason baseball not meaningless games in uh, August and September were in his future. If we're not in a position to win this year, maybe we could spoil it for some teams. Just showing up and competing every day. Uh, There's more to do than play spoiler, uh, Van Scoven wrote. A changing culture is all the talk lately. Uh, While they're at trying to win games, uh, perhaps things will begin to change in that regard. Uh, There are many layers to it. It's something you're always working on, said Ben Attendee, who played on postseason teams with the Red Sox from 2016 to 2018. And the more we talk about culture, obviously it's something important. But I feel like you talk about it all the time. It's kind of jammed down your throat, and it just has to happen organically. And these next two months, it's something we can work on. It's just getting better every day, getting closer to each other. The last week or so, it's been better. It's trending. Uh, Realizing where we're at, let's just enjoy it and have fun. The cards will fall where they may, Benatendi said. We have 47 games left. Might as well go out and enjoy it. Now, I think uh, Andrew Benatendi hit on some interesting stuff there. Uh, I believe he absolutely is one of Pedro Grafol's guys. He had some experience with Grafol and Grafol with him uh, during his uh, short stint with the Royals. And I believe, you know, Pedro, I, I talked about it in the offseason on a, on a lockdown episode, maybe a couple episodes, uh, that I think Pedro might have had a short list. And, and the Sox front office said, you know what, we can't obviously do everything. We're stuck here with some of these uh, roster decisions, the the player personnel, but we've got a little bit of wiggle room. You know, who are you after in free agency? What can we do? Uh, they needed a left fielder desperately. And, you know, Grafol might've said, look, this guy, I've got experience with this guy. He's solid. I can vouch for him. Uh, you know, I feel like he would fit into what I'm trying to do. And the White Sox went out and made that happen. Uh, you know, going back to the Salvi Perez thing, I think maybe if Pedro's around uh, and 
and they're saying, you know, we're sticking with you, Pedro, but we want to give you a little bit more. We want more of your type of guys so you can build this culture. Uh, that might be happening this offseason. And, you know, when Ben, ben Attendi talks about it happening organically, I mean, I mean, I, I remember being in different professional environments and work environments. Maybe you have this experience, too, where you have these, uh, you know, these uh, team building professional development days, you know, where it's like you go on a retreat or something and and you're doing all these different kinds of activities, uh, icebreakers and, and stuff to learn about yourself and how you communicate and how you relate to people on your work team or in your professional world and you know, you learn a lot about yourself and, and you bond a little bit. You get out of uh, that work environment and, and you get to know people maybe on a more personal level. And, and you can kind of get down to some real conversation and, uh, and, and you know, what what makes each other click. Uh, it, it's got to be facilitated and, and it can't be necessarily, you know, when it's forced, when it's too forced, then it just doesn't happen. So organic is probably a good word for it. And I wonder, you know, if that's just something that maybe in a weird way, the White Sox have to uh, incorporate, like bring in, you know, bring in some some team building experts. It sounds corny, I know. But, you know, in the offseason or, or heading into Arizona, you know, have some opportunities for the team to bond, go off campus and and, you know, just be able to connect. You spend so much time with each other during a full baseball season from early February all the way, hopefully, to the end of October. Man, you are with each other. And if there are clicks and if there are people that are just not getting along and you do not have each other's back and that matters. I mean, we've talked about chemistry uh, on this podcast, and, and I thought that was going to be something that was going to be a little different. Uh, this season. And I think it went completely sideways. Obviously it did. And now it's Pedro just figuring out what went wrong. I didn't know how to figure it out. I thought one thing and something else, uh, you know, occurred and, and now it's, well, you know, I get it. You want to play spoiler. You want every game to count, but I think you got to start taking stock and who you have on this ball club, who could be on the 2024 ball club, and, and working with some culture now, hopefully you can bond. Hopefully some of these guys can start bonding now and just having some fun, as, as Ben Attendee said, you know, relaxing a little bit. It is a loss season. I'm sorry. And, and I know people, you know, when they when they go to the ball game uh, and they pay good, uh, good, honest money for a ticket, they want to see their team out there fighting tooth and nail uh, to bring home a, a White Sox winner. I get that. That makes 100 percent sense. But in the situation where the White Sox are right now, I do believe it's a little bit about development. And, and that development could necessarily just be about culture, maybe playing certain guys together in different positions to see how they gel so they know that they've got what they've got heading into the offseason. Uh, and it's like hit the ground running in the spring. Uh, but interesting stuff from Ben Attendee. Keep an eye on you know how the uh, Sox are having fun uh, this weekend. Uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers coming to town to 35th and Shields. Lots going on at the ballpark. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sachs Brewers. Uh, on Friday, it's Corbin Burns uh, for Milwaukee, 9-6 and six with a 3.42 ERA. He's going against Michael Kopech. Uh, Saturday, Brandon Woodruff. 
Uh, he's going against Jesse Schultons. Keep your eye on Jesse Schultons. I, he, I've liked what I've seen from Schultons his last several outings, and I think he's going to figure uh, into 2024. Absolutely. Uh, on Sunday, Freddie Peralta for Milwaukee against Dylan Cease. That's the afternoon game. Uh, Michael Kopech has not allowed any runs on one hit with two walks in one inning against the Brewers in his career. Uh, Kopech has not faced the Brewers since 2021. So that one lone inning happened a few seasons ago. I think that was when he was coming out of the bullpen back then. Uh, I'd call it a, a disappointing and confusing season for Michael Kopech. And, th and that's just me. I had some high hopes for Michael Kopech as we were entering. You know, I, I, you know, you make your, you make your predictions. Everybody's making win loss predictions. Who's going to lead the team in home runs, you know, team MVP comeback player. I, I really thought that this was going to be year of Andrew Vaughn. He was going to make such a leap forward. Um, and, and Kopech, I thought this was his time to shine. He was going to get right. Uh, you know, he's got the starter thing under his belt now. And I thought he was really going to flourish and it's been such up and down. I mean, we've seen the glimpses, we've seen the moments, uh, even the game within the game, it might not be uh, an impressive outing, but he's had moments in at bats innings where it's like, wow, your stuff is great. You know, sometimes it's just between the ears, that repeatable motion. It, something falls off track, and he just cannot get it back on track. And that's what concerns me. Um, so, I, you know, all eyes on him on Friday. Uh, he has a 5-10 and 10 record with an ERA of 4.43, 112 strikeouts in 21 appearances uh, this season. Last start was against Cleveland. It was that fight night. Uh, he was on the mound and he was pitching pretty well. And he stayed in the game even after that 15, 18 minute uh, delay. Uh, his line against Cleveland last Saturday was five and a third, uh, three hits, two earned runs, uh, four walks and three strikeouts. Uh, last four outings, five and a third, uh, five innings, five innings, five and two thirds. And then you go to that two thirds of an inning, that disaster start. So again, uh, if you're, you know, if you've been around the block a few times as a baseball fan, as a Sox fan, you might say five innings, you know, come on, give me, give me a break here. And that's just, that's just not how baseball is these days. Unfortunately, it's like five, six innings. I'd love if you, can you give me seven? Six or seven, but you know, five, it still doesn't get me very excited as a fan, but that's kind of how things are going, especially for White Sox pitchers. And maybe that is uh, the average in all of baseball, a little over five, something like that. So uh, we'll see what he has got for us on Friday. It is Elvis night. Uh, these are always jam packed. Um, if you've never been to an Elvis night, you know, and, and maybe you can't make it on Friday, but do yourself a favor in the future, you know, try to make it a point of attendance. Uh, it is a good time. You know, everybody's in, you know, some sort of Elvis, uh, whether it's a T-shirt or, you know, the wig and the sideburns and the glasses. Uh, they got the jumpsuits going. They do pregame Elvis impersonators on that little stage by the uh, championship plaza. Uh, flying Elvi coming, dropping in out of the sky into, uh, you know, into the outfield, which I'm sure uh, the Sodfather is always so happy about. 
uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It it really is. It should be a packed house. Uh, I've been many of times, as I mentioned uh, yesterday in, in the episode. I I have my own uh, Elvis jumpsuit. I kid you not. I've got the wig. I've got the glasses, and uh, I've I've rocked the jumpsuit uh, with some friends years ago. I've gone a, I've gone several times. It's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, Saturday is that football jersey. That's brand new, uh, number eighty eight for. Uh, obviously, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, and then Sunday, I think it's the uh, Oris Bear mug. That's the uh, I feel like they might have done this mug last year. I, I, I can't remember. But you got to give away just about uh, you got to give away Friday, Saturday uh, and Sunday. And again, I think with the Brewers, our town, it's just like an old rivalry when they used to be in the American League together. And, and obviously, geographically so close, uh, different stories these days. But uh, I've enjoyed my time in Milwaukee. I've visited that city uh, many of time, a lot of good memories, uh, and uh, the stadium is pretty great too. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a lot of folks from the uh, Brewer Nation coming down to the south side to check out the White Sox for the weekend. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. Uh, you can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast Absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Questions, comments, you can get them in at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Our White Sox taking on the Brewers on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, every dayers, uh, man, you know who you are. And boy, do I appreciate it. Uh, on the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was as I count down my last few episodes. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.